Welcome to the Invino Fab podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. Invino Fabulum means in wine story. And there are so many tales that need to be told about women from all walks of life and their communities, paired with wine, of course. The Invino Fab pod is a place to learn and a space to share stories about work, interests, passion projects, issues, and random wine facts. So, uh, in looking at some of the ways that we're learning, about work and working times, I've had some good conversations with folks around who should they talk to or who can they network with to help um, grow their career, change their career, do something else differently in the work world. And you had a really interesting kind of post you shared from that West network that you're a part of. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about why you posted it? It's, I think it was that networking and building meaningful relationships one. Sure. Yeah. So West is women in the enterprise of science and technology. And the mission of West is really to help women, um, you know, gain more confidence and be able to take on positions of leadership, whether or not that means, you know, moving up, so to speak, but just, you know, to, to take on more of a leadership role. And we used to have a lot of in-person events, like many places, and we really you know, switched over to remote. And when we first switched over to doing these Zoom sessions, I think we had like a lot of people coming to the sessions because everyone just, right, they still wanted to connect. And then we noticed, um, you know, we were, we were trying to think about, like, like at that time we had a lot of sessions that were already planned face-to-face that we were moving over. Right. And so as we started to think about, you know, like, if we were going to continue to have virtual sessions, like, you know, what would be things that would attract people because we're on zoom all day. Right. And so who wants to go at night? Right. So I, I thought about like, you know, in education, when I present at a conference, like, you know, I always want to present on something where, you know, if, if a faculty member attends a workshop or whatever it is, like we always want to make sure they have things that they can apply right away right? So like that practical application. And so this was one of the topics that came up was building meaningful relationships for your career. And especially thinking about like, what are specific steps that people can take now when we are all remote and we don't have that opportunity to bump into people or go to a networking session, you know, or, or anything like that. So that was where the idea really came from. And uh, you know, we, we still, you know, a lot of it is similar to, uh, you know, the, you know, what you might say um, about what you do, but like, how do you do it online? And so one of the things that like, I always recommend to people is if you are talking with someone new, um, two things, one, for example, if you're looking for a job, like always fit that into the conversation, because even if that person is not in your field, they likely know someone or you just never know when that connection might be the one that will make the difference for you and always ask them for another name or to introduce you to someone else. So I think those are two things that can be really helpful in building your network. I think you're right. And having conversations like we um, have learned this from talking with folks just on the podcast. Um, We've always, you know, if we've interviewed someone, we've asked who else should we talk to or who else can we learn from? And I love that idea, Patrice, um, because I like the Kevin Bacon in six steps or less, but for career and networking, building some of those relationships that make meaning and making some point to touch up, uh, touch base again is really critical. So I have a friend in a coaching course that's in France and I actually thought of France Burreal from our podcast and I said, oh, you should 
reach out to her because you have questions about small business and what that looks like as a startup because you never know how you might connect the dots in your network, not just for your own career, but for someone else's. And you can help to be a sponsor or a mentor and boost other people's career because that's just paying it forward makes it come back to you in full return. So I, I love that idea about, um, you know, planting the seed that not just job and you're looking, but like you want to learn more about their careers or you want to ask them some informational interview question kind of things to figure out, is this uh, industry a role or an area I'd like to know more about? And I think um, that's something I've learned over like the years in these networking groups. And we are online, which makes it seem normal just to get a cold introduction, right? So we can do a email introduction to someone or a LinkedIn introduce someone else to someone else say you should talk to so-and-so to get more information. And I think that's more common and accepted and they can zoom or connect with you another way. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think another thing, like if we were in real life, so to speak, and (laughs) we're not in real life is what you're saying. (laughs) We're in the warped zone. You know, you went to a networking event, you might say like, Oh, we should get together for a glass of wine sometime, or we should meet for lunch. And, you know, you're, you're much less inclined to say that when you're in a breakout room with people in Zoom. And so that's another thing that um, I've been trying to um, talk with people about is to still do that, to say, yeah. find a time to meet for coffee or let's, you know, let's have lunch over Zoom. Because those, building those relationships is still so important and you, you still can do it even if you are over Zoom and not in that, that face-to-face. I think you're right. I think of it, the one-to-one connection, you just said it is like, even if you're in a group or break a group, follow up and say, yeah, why don't we have a coffee or tea or a chat over lunch? And people are really appreciative and you learn so much more if you have that kind of already that breakout group in there, Um, build it up so you can make a point to follow up. I've been listening to some different podcasts around friendship and this, I don't know if you've heard about the book, Big Friendship before. Um, it's by the co-hosts Call Your Girlfriends, uh, Amanitu So and Ann Friedman. They have a yeah, Call Your Girlfriend podcast. They have a book called Big Friendship on how we keep each other close. Mm-hmm. And it, I know that this is about friendship, but the same principles apply to network building is you have to, as adults, make the effort and uh, lead in those relationships, right? And that even comes to how we have those professional relationships we want to build and making a point of you know, outreach and you'd be surprised like how people will react. They're really thrilled to talk to you about something. And if you want, especially they see you building that relationship, um, not just for your own professional growth or forward self, if you want to cultivate a meaningful relationship in any sort of career, you really want to make sure you're touching base and checking in and having conversations with people, not just when you need something like a referral, a reference, a job, but just how things are going in general. Yeah, and I think, you know, another thing to think about, so, you know, if you do meet people and, you know, you know, a classic place that we go is LinkedIn to connect, it's always helpful to also add a note with something specific you talked about. Like, I, you know, it was great meeting you at whatever event it was at. I really enjoyed talking with you about your new project. I'd love to hear more. I'd love to learn more. So you... You know, that's another, um, I think, important step in building your network and getting people to accept those invitations and also that next, getting that next conversation. 
yeah, you made a point. You said, I want to meet with you. Let's let me know when you're free. And that, yeah, so I like the idea of being specific and saying, let's set some time to meet. I'm free or here's my schedule or let's like make that effort to say, I'd love to connect with you in the next couple of weeks. How can we make that happen? And being specific of why you want to talk with them about an upcoming, like you said, project or thing they're working on, um, yeah. showing interest. Yeah. Are there things that you took away from this um, session that you're kind of like, huh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying this new thing now, or they gave a really good piece of advice that I'm going to try to implement when I think about networking now that we're making these meaningful relationships digitally and virtually? Um, I think most of the things we, um, I think we've probably talked about. The one that maybe, you know, um, so one thing I would mention is that this event actually takes place on August 4th. So this event you're going to go to is going to be online. You're going to go to this Networking and Building Meaningful Relationships what is one thing you're hoping to take away or learn a bit more about that you don't already know, Patrice, because you seem pretty well-versed in building relationships, even online. I'm not going to say you're an expert, but you're up there. Like, wh What's something you're hoping to kind of get out of this experience? Hey, well, one of the things that I'm hoping to get out of this experience is um, just better understanding when we are entirely remote. Um, so, I mean, I, like I have some specific networks that I'm in that I'm involved with, but how do I get into like a new network okay. or, you know, when, when it's remote. And so an example might be like, I might see um, a women in leadership group that, that is having an event, but to me, it can feel much more intimidating to join a group when it's fully remote than face-to-face, -face. and so, or find those groups. And so that's one of the things that I'm hoping to learn is both like, you know, like how do you expand your network, continue to expand it when, when you are fully remote and what are just some, some kind of like um, tips to build that network, find out, because not all groups are even having like virtual events, right? So finding the places that are having virtual events and maybe, you know, it may be easier even to access groups that you otherwise would not have access to, right? Because now you're not constricted by like, I can only go to a place that's, you know, 15 minutes from where I live. Yeah. You make a good point because sometimes you might feel like inside versus outside a group and how do you kind of get into the virtual door and get an introduction. So you can be part of it. Um, I'm thinking about a group that like I'm affiliated with from the coaching is what I was thinking of. And we have this network. So one thing I'm trying to do to get to this bigger network of coaches is there's a, a book club they decided to start. And so we're going to read different kind of coaching books. And so like you this week, you're going to go to this event. I'm going to go to the book club and meet people I don't know to talk about a thing. So events around a topic or a book or medium is also always helpful. Um, Cause yeah. you're right. How do you come to the table? If you're like, I'm new, will I fit in? What does it look like if I'm virtual? So we're going to dip our toes into like a new virtual networking experience. It sounds like this week, aren't we? Yeah. 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 And the one thing that I would say applies, you know, whether you are online or face to face is definitely truly listening and asking questions, right? Like so people want to talk to you when you care about their story and you want to learn more about them 
and hear more about their experiences. And so I always think that also is a really good place to start. I like that. Uh, it's asking them to open up and sharing what, why they're there as well. I think that's a good call yeah. out. I like that a lot. All right. Well, good luck with your first virtual networking meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I have the same. So wish us luck. We'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I'll report back after the event. <laughs> Excellent. Me too. Uh, here's to making new virtual meaningful friends online. Cheers. Fast forward a few months later. It's now November. That conversation was in August, and I thought it'd be great to have a follow-up chat with Patrice on networking online now and what we've learned over the last few months as we've been doing this in a pandemic. Patrice, I'm going to call this part two of the podcast that we started back in August. <laughs> Do you remember August? Um, August feels the same as September, October, November. It's <laughs> <cold and> darker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll refresh and remind you, we talked about networking online. And so I, I cleverly called this episode networking online now, and this is kind of a follow-up. So the question we left it as how are you continuing to expand and grow your network when you're working remotely? And how do you join new communities or professional groups online? So what have you learned since August? So I know, you know, in August, we talked about some of the different Zoom events, for example, like the organization West that I'm in. And some of the, so I think something interesting that I've learned since then um, is in those of us that are in learning design know that you don't want to have a 60 minute session where somebody's just talking at you. And we all love breakout rooms where people go in in small groups to talk. Well, one of the things that we noticed in these sessions um, was that as soon as we went into breakout rooms, people were leaving meetings. And upon further exploration and, you know, talking to people, um, you know, the feedback that we were getting was that in some cases, people are not comfortable talking about things, you know, because these are small groups, like two to three people. And you're, you know, you're, you're in this room and sometimes it's awkward and everybody's just kind of like silent. Um, And so in some cases, what we're doing now is having somebody stay in the main room so that people don't want to go into the breakout room. They can kind of like stay in the main room and, you know, and, and hang out or give them the option of turning their camera off and, you know, rejoining. So I think that's just something that we, I think we need to think about as we're helping people network in these rooms is how can we help facilitate those conversations or pair people up. Um, but another interesting thing that um, I've discovered is the donut app in Slack. Oh, go on. Wait, can I ask you a question before we get to that is um, do you guys, do your breakout rooms not have ice breakers like to warm up the room one might say so what we have been doing is um and each session is different right depending upon like the speaker is and whatnot but when we do a networking session we normally um put people in the room and have some sort of like icebreaker questions um And sometimes we'll like, we do it almost like rapid fire. Like you're in a room with three people, you come back to the main room, you're in a room with three people. And a lot of times the prompts are like, share something you need help with something that you can help somebody with and you're kind of thing. 
Um, and I do think that helps, you know, in, uh, it, it would be interesting to look at the different questions that are posed. Like, are there certain sessions when people are dropping out versus, you know, where they are staying more. Um, yeah. And I just asked that, cause I think about building yeah. rapport because sometimes before you get into the topic, you kind of want to get to know the people in some yeah. shape or form. So even fun questions. Um, um, before I go on though, I guess that reminded me of another theory is that the reason that people leave during breakout rooms is because people are multitasking. And so they don't really want to be interacting. You're probably right. Wait, what'd you say? I wasn't listening. I was checking my email. Just kidding. Okay. Tell me about the donut app in Slack. It's not just something you pair with coffee. Yes. So the, the donut, what the donut app in Slack does is it randomly connects you with somebody else who's in that Slack team. And then one of you takes the initiative to set up a meeting, like a 30 minute chat. So um, at Harvard, I'm in the women in tech plus allies group, and we've been using the donut app. And so every week um, I get connected with somebody different, which has been really great because we don't, you know, I think, you know, one of the things I keep hearing um, from people is we don't have those opportunities to randomly connect with people, to meet somebody over coffee, to run into them in the cafeteria or whatnot. So I've really enjoyed that because of, you know, and like I've met a lot of new people that I otherwise would not connect with. And so that it, it works a little bit like loop. Remember like Ed Surge loop? Yeah. It's like the quick shuffles. And we do this at our work too. As Donut, can I just ask like the app itself, is it separate from Slack or an add-on to Slack or is it built in? Um, I believe it is built in. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I didn't actually set it up, but it, you know, um, but I'm pretty sure it's like built into Slack. Yeah. That investigation. Yeah. A lot of our different groups and companies, because we use Slack, um, but we do what you, you're essentially doing is called coffee shuffle. So we have a learning experience design coffee shuffle. We have um, one around like people living in Seattle shuffle. And I think the one-to-one -one meetings are really more inviting to people because not everyone wants to come in a group or have to be on with a bunch yeah. of other people, but one-to-one, -one, you could really ask some questions like, like what's good? Let's get to what do you tell me what you do or what, yeah. what problems you're starting to solve. And ours, I really like for the learning experience design shuffles that I joined, they ask a prompt for like this past month's prompt was, uh, what are some strategies for working with SMEs or project managers when you're designing, uh, training or learning? And I was like, all right. And we could talk on that question or talk off that question. So I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I did it. I, I found, I can't remember what week it was, but it was two or three weeks ago when I think there were like four or five educational conferences all going on at the same time. Um, and I realized that they weren't even on, you know, right? Like they weren't on my radar until I saw people talking about them on Twitter. And I do miss like that networking aspect. So I have signed up for a few conferences um, and blocked the time off on my calendar. So what are you going to do? Where are you going to go for this conference? Because you, you can't be in your office. Because yeah. you'll, you'll think like you're in your office space. So where are you going to conference in your house? Yeah. Well, I did. So I did attend. Um, I think it's called, it was called the New York State Women in Tech Conference. And it was like a one-day conference. So it was pretty, pretty manageable. Um, but one of the things that I did do was I went through the list of like participants. And then I connected with them on LinkedIn. 
and wrote a note, like, especially if it was a speaker, like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the topic. I would enjoy talking with you more, or I read your profile. And so I, I did connect with like four or five people, which, you know, which, which I thought was, was great. And again, like people I otherwise would never have had an interaction with, right? Like they are not in educational technology. Like they're not in my circle at all. And I met one woman who works in cybersecurity for like the water treatment plant in Kentucky. Like it was just really cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think being intentional like that is really important. So dedicating the time, I actually think space, because I wouldn't want to sit at my office desk because I think I'd treat it like, oh, it's just an aside. And I'm, I'm glad that you pointed that out is think about the people that are attending and reaching out because um, I'm helping to plan a conference internally. And I, and I wonder, we're trying to make it like, multimodal and on demand because it's reached across the global time zones but they also recognize people don't come aren't coming to conferences like they used to they're not dedicating the day or two days or longer for this interaction so how can you make it kind of drop in choose your own adventure kind of thing um i haven't attended a conference i've not had any desire to so good for you patrice for your learning yeah um well i think it it's like if uh, if there was a conference it where in my town where I live, even that experience is different, right? Like there's something yeah. that, like you said, like leaving your office, you're you're physically away, and so therefore, at least for me, it's much easier to not feel like I need to be like per- simultaneously participating in work. So I do find it much harder in that like you know, we were just talking about multitasking, right? Like you're listening to a speaker, but you might be checking your email. So I I did try to be present. That was, you know, the other thing, like put my phone away, close my email um, and be present, but it is much, it is much harder. And you see that, right? Like there's all these Twitter posts of like how many conferences people have signed up for that they're just not even like (laughs) attending. Yeah, I I have been thinking about this different. And since we last talked in August, so uh, we mentioned that we moved in one of our podcasts in our shorty episodes. Um, both of us moved house and I moved across country. And I'd love to join the meetup groups that aren't meeting up in person anymore. So instead, I've uh, created a uh, podcasting nook in a closet in my office where that's what I'm doing, Patrice. I'm baking bread as a hobby and making podcasts. So I started hosting um a couple different podcasts with friends to friends i know and then friends i don't know so one of them is the um the years ed podcast which is based on martin weller's 25 years of ed tech and it's between the chapters literally that's what the title is called and i'm just inviting people to come talk about um i don't work in higher ed anymore and i'm not sure if i work in ed tech i don't know what i do so i'm having conversations about the things in the chapters from like 1994 to 2018 and inviting people i i know from the network spaces we grew up in and also those i don't know uh, to have a conversation about i don't know bulletin board systems to constructivism to you name it so that's kind of been my way to connect with people and to be honest, learn. I'm learning so much by talking to these folks. Some of them are in these chapters that I'm, I'm, I'm just meeting for the first time. And so when I go back and edit the podcast and have to get the show notes, I was like, that's an interesting article. And I get to read a bit. So I that doesn't give me an option not to engage. And I have to be focused. And I like conversations with one to like three or four people have been coming on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's a great way to connect and to meet and connect with people that you haven't talked to before. 
totally. Like some of them I met on Twitter, they're like, I know you from Twitter. And I was like, yes. They're like, is this the first time we've talked? I'm like, it is. So it reminds me that I need to, and I've been trying to do this more within the networks I know. So people on Instagram, I've started to direct, if they direct message me, I'm like, hey, you want to chat? Or just send it an email saying, it's been a while, past collaborator, colleague, friend, want to catch up for 30 minutes. And it's not always, but I'm trying to be intentional to not only network for new people, but network for people I haven't connected to in a while, whether they were a past coworker, friend. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to be intentional to plug those into my week. So I don't feel, you know, it gets kind of isolating out there if you're on your own and just got to stay quarantined and locked up like many states are going into now. Yeah. So the other space I'll mention because I, I joined this space again, I can't remember when because time is a blur, but I like <laughs> rejoined recently is, um, and Karen Costa started that space called gather. Right. Like, uh, um, so tell, tell the listeners about that. So they know what it is. So Gather is a space for women, and I think it's women in the field of education, mostly, but I'm not positive. I think so, too. Okay. Um, and um, so there's an app that you, you know, that you use to connect with people. And so there's different topics of discussion that people post, and they actually did like a virtual conference, which... I missed during the time that I wasn't in there checking to see what was going on. Um, but I think Karen must have posted something on LinkedIn or Twitter or somewhere like reminding people to join and gather. And again, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a space where people are really looking to connect and people are posting questions or they're looking for people to collaborate on. Um, it's a great space if you're looking for a job or looking to post a job. Um, but when I when I logged in, I happened to see someone posting that they were looking for someone to do the how to write a journal article in 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I started doing that again with somebody um, there. So, you know, that was another good connection. And we've been meeting once a week. You know, it's, there's just two of us, but we've been meeting once a week. And the same thing. I mean, like, it's just been really interesting getting to know someone new that I really would not have known otherwise and learning about, you know, her research and her story and that kind of thing. And there are a couple of like different writing groups in there and things that people meet. So that, I think that's another, you know, space kind of interesting. Yeah, I think I saw Karen's group. I don't know if I thought I belonged because I'm not technically in education. Well, I'm always in edu always be educating. Um, so I don't, I didn't think I fit into it, but if you want to share that link, I could put in our show notes for our listeners. Um, I'm glad that you're going through that 12 weeks of writing and academic writing. It is the end of Naraimo, Akraimo month in November when we're recording. And I, the other community that I synced up more, I guess, which I was always connected to in August, but I didn't think of them as a networking space is that coaching training course. So I'm in a cohort of coaches in training. Um, Katie Linder is running this course. It's actually directed towards higher ed coaches. Um, but there's a few of us uh, that are in industry or nonprofit as well. And they're using um, uh, those micro, uh, what is it called? Prolific. It's the micro, mighty networks. There we go. And Heather uses the mighty networks. That's what yeah. 
So yeah. the Mighty Networks for this one is has a lot of few different folks in it. And one of them is our coaching cohort. So there's a couple of us and we have book clubs in there. We share resources with each other and give ideas. Um, and there's a few other people doing like a different course called Slow Hustle, like a business startup. So we have some different things around productivity, writing and in coaching, which is funny. Um, but it's that's been a fun little network. And I will say tying a weekly meeting to it's on a course is anchoring for some of us. And um, I follow up with my friend, Julie, I podcast with for coaching through it just to debrief some of these ideas, because I think, yeah, it, you could be floating out there in the ether if you're just working remotely. And I do think it makes it more meaningful when you can have that connection with people around an idea, a topic, a project. So good. Yeah. Good for us. We're networking on uh, online now. Look at us. I know, I know. Um, and, and yeah, I'd like to think that um, maybe this is giving us an opportunity to meet with people we otherwise, right, would not have met. Yeah. And I, I hope that we have that. And we'll put this as a call out. We, we would love to talk to new folks and you're always welcome on the pod. And we'll probably reach out to some of our, our friends and colleagues in our new networks to do this. And those we're still meeting because I think I think you and I know that we just learn so much from each other's stories and what yep. people are bringing to the table. It's always such value. And you're part of my networking online now. So thanks, Patrice. Yes. Well, thank you. And I will, I will share the gather link. I'm just looking for it now. That's awesome. Uh, we'll put some links to things we mentioned in this episode, but let us know how you are networking online now because we're going to be in this for a few more months it's the end of 2020 um but we know that next year is going to look a little weird as well so let us know how you're connecting so until next time all right thanks all to catch the next episode be sure to subscribe to in vino fab wherever you get your podcasts find us on twitter and instagram at in vino fab and we'll always welcome comments and messages sent by tweet private message or email at in vino at gmail.com cheers Cheers.